Hi there, it's Jillian, and I want to tell you about Jillian on Love Plus, your way to get even more Jillian on Love each week by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Patreon. You can access exclusive bonus episodes with extras, including answers to your most burning questions, advice on all things dating and relationships, and much more. Check out the link in the episode description for more information. Hi there, this is Jillian on Love, and I am on a mission to teach people how to transform their romantic relationships by first transforming the relationship they have with themselves. So whether you are in a relationship, you're single or heartbroken, I've got you covered. I'm Jillian Tarecki, certified relationship coach and teacher with over 20 years experience helping people transform their relationship with themselves through their bodies, breath, and minds. I have now coached and taught thousands of people to become better versions of themselves and change the way they show up for and within their love lives. Today's episode is a special episode, a special shout out to everyone who is healing a broken heart, who's feeling rejected, who is feeling like they're just stuck obsessing over someone. And I wanted to do this because of Valentine's Day, because it can be a particularly challenging day for people who are hurting over someone or feeling just very rejected and feeling very alone. And so I wanted to do this for you to help you so that you don't so that you don't feel so sad, even though, you know, I mean, it takes time to get over someone. And I certainly have addressed this in a previous episode on how to heal heartbreak, where I dive very deeply on this topic of grieving and what it really means to grieve a relationship. So that might be an episode that you want to listen to first or after this for sure. But if you are feeling stuck on someone, and this could be someone who you were in a 20-year marriage with, this could be someone who you don't even know that well, and you had a certain situation with them, or they had just a very big impact on your emotions and your life and your feelings, even though you didn't spend that much time with them. But if you're feeling stuck and you know that you are stuck and you can't stop ruminating and you have grieved and processed and you're feeling like ready to move on, but you don't know how to, then this is what this episode is all about. So what keeps us stuck? What keeps us stuck in time, stuck ruminating over a relationship that has ended? What makes it so that even though we say we're ready to move on and there's a legitimately a big part of us that's ready to move on, but we just can't let go. It's like our minds can't let go of it. What causes that? Well, first, like I mentioned, grieving is necessary. Listen to my episode on how to heal heartbreak about that. But I will also add here that when we go through a breakup with someone, whether it was a six-month relationship or a three-year relationship, if this person and the 
time that we spent with them had a large enough impact on our lives and how we feel. Maybe it changed the way we live our lives. Maybe we lived with them. If someone has had enough of an impact on us, like we have to take time to grieve that. And certainly if it was a very significant relationship, you might need the help of a therapist or some sort of professional mentor, or even if it's not a professional mentor in your life, who can really listen to you as you pour your heart out and just get all those feelings and fears and pain that's living inside of you, and they can just hear it. So that's a very necessary part of the process. Processing is necessary for the process. In other words, we have to tell the story. Initially, we have to tell the story a lot. We have to ask these sort of open-ended rhetorical questions that you probably don't have an answer to, and no one can really give you that answer, but just asking them out loud is part of the processing, trying to figure out what went wrong, in what ways were you not treated fairly? In what ways did you not treat the situation or them fairly? In what ways did you feel betrayed? In what ways that maybe that you brought some of the betrayal into the relationship? So this is all part of the process, a processing. And this is why in the beginning, and I can't tell you how long, I mean, if it's a very long relationship, this might be several months But if it's a relationship that lasted one month and your processing is lasting several months, then it's like, okay, well, why? And again, it really just depends on the impact a person had on us. And it's very important for you to understand, oftentimes the impact a person or a relationship has on us is very proportionate to where we were in our lives when we met this person, how we felt about ourselves when we met this person, what else was going on in our lives, good and possibly bad, when we met this person, what was the state of our being, what was the state of our lives when we started this relationship with this person. Because if there was a lot of stress going on in your life and this person came into your life and it relieved some of the stress initially, if you were in a very vulnerable stage of life, maybe you were figuring out what you want to do with your life or switching careers, or maybe you were getting over an illness or maybe Big life changes happen, not necessarily negative, but just a lot of things are happening in your life that made you particularly vulnerable. Then someone comes into your life and they can have a lot more impact on your life. Let's say if you were, when you met them, things were very stable. Conversely, you could have met this person when things were very stable, but so far on the stable end of the spectrum that you were incredibly bored 
and maybe even feeling a little stuck in life or a little unfulfilled or dissatisfied or purposeless. And then this person came into your life and awakened something in you. So sometimes we get so obsessed and stuck on someone because we think it's really about them when really it's about the role they played in our lives based on where we were in our lives when we met them. So if there's someone in particular that you're really struggling to let go of, again, if this just happened, of course you're struggling. I mean, they don't call it heartbreak for nothing. It breaks our hearts. It breaks them wide open. But if you feel stuck in this, then one thing to ask yourself and to reflect on is, what was the state of my life and the state of my being when I met this person? What else was going on? What else contextually, what context can I acknowledge that may have contributed to my being really hooked on this person? And I offer that at the beginning of this episode, because everything is about perspective. And when we get stuck in time with anything, and particularly stuck in time or stuck in a moment or stuck on a relationship and stuck on a breakup, we usually have a very narrow tunnel vision perspective of it. And so part of unhooking yourself from this relationship and from the past is to take the blinders off and to lean back a little bit, sit back a little bit, step back a little bit and see the larger story, the larger tapestry of this. And it begins with reflecting on who you were, and what else was going on in your life when you met them? And could it be that based on that, that is why they had such a particular impact on you? Because we don't struggle to get over someone if they did not have a profound impact on our lives and on ourselves. So grieving is necessary, processing is necessary. But like I said, why do we continue to obsess? Number one, context. Figure out where you were, the state of being when you met them. Number two, rejection. When we feel rejected and someone basically says to us, no, it's not you. I don't choose you. I don't choose to build a home with you. I don't choose to build a life with you. I don't choose to create a future with you. I don't choose to have a family with you. That cuts deep for all of us. I mean, rejection is one of the most difficult experiences and feelings any one of us could ever feel, especially when we've convinced ourselves that we choose them, that they are for us. And sometimes we don't even take the time to ask ourselves if we really want them. We get so obsessed with being chosen that 
we just feel rejected because we don't want to ever experience that feeling of rejection, but we didn't even really like them to begin with, or we didn't, if we were really honest with them, with ourselves, they're not right for us. And we all have, every human being has an innate need to belong, to cohabitate, to couple, to be with others, to be part of a community. And so when we feel rejected, I'm not saying this is logical, but when we feel rejected, we are facing one of our greatest fears, and that's aloneness. And you could love alone time, but there's a difference between being independent, loving your alone time, and feeling very alone. Even though it's an illusion, you have other people in your life. But that rejection, it triggers that fear that we're going to be alone. It triggers that fear, if you want children, that you'll never have children. It, it, it triggers that fear that there will be no one else out there for you. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. You know, rejection can really breed a lot of obsession, even though many of you, I'm sure, have heard the saying that rejection is protection or rejection is redirection, which I really believe to be true. But we get so stuck in that feeling of if they didn't choose me, then I must not be good enough. And that is the tragic conclusion many of us come to after the end of any relationship or situationship, big or small. We come to this conclusion that somehow we are not lovable, somehow we are inadequate, somehow no one is ever going to want us, somehow we'll never find anyone else. So we give all these meanings to the end of the relationship that puts us into a state of complete despair and panic. And it's in that despair and panic that our minds then start to swirl around to try to solve this conundrum, this problem, this catastrophe of us being inadequate, being left behind, being alone, being the reject. This is so incredible. This cuts deep in all of us. Not everyone has the same relationship to rejection. Not everyone has the same level of self-esteem. Not everyone is as sensitive to this as others. 
but no one is immune from experiencing this at least once from one person. But it's deluded thinking. I understand that this is just what we do, but it is deluded thinking that because someone rejects us, that we are unworthy. Now, we may have growing up that we need to do. We may have patterns that we have to break. But someone rejecting us has nothing to do with our inadequacy. Someone rejecting us could be just someone exercising their autonomy and going on their path and their journey that literally has nothing to do with us. It is not about you, even though, like I said, we all will make mistakes. Sometimes that rejection is protection. We're not meant to be with that person, but we've been so fixated on making it work with the wrong person. And then they leave us. I don't know. In my book, that is protection. Sometimes we don't know what is best for us and we don't make good decisions. And an example of that is trying to make it work with someone who's totally wrong with for us. So again, broadening your perspective to be able to see that sometimes rejection is the best thing that could ever happen, but also to understand that the reason why you're struggling so much is instinctual. I want to talk a little bit about story. So when a relationship ends, again, regardless of what that relationship really was, if it was a real relationship or not, what happens is that we get stuck telling the same story. And it's usually the story of the breakup over and over again until that story becomes our mantra. It becomes our identity and we get hypnotized by it. And we re-traumatize our hearts and minds every time we keep rehashing the story. Now, in the beginning, it is sometimes incredibly healing to tell the story. You have to share the story. You have to get it out. That's actually a big part of releasing the trauma of it. I'm talking about when a lot of time has passed and you're stuck telling the same story. And what I'm suggesting is that it's time to start telling a new story. Look, For months, my story was my husband broke up with me basically on a text message and then over the phone at the same day I was having a miscarriage and my mom had six months to live. And really, she only had three months to live. That was my story over and over and over again. Now, is it false? No, that is what happened. So it's not like I was lying. And I had to say that a lot in the beginning, but then I kept telling it and I kept re-traumatizing myself with that story. And it was just with time, I had to start looking at it differently. And some of that was, well, yes, that's true, but I was also really unhappy for a long time. There was a part of me that wanted it to end too, but was way too afraid to do that and to live my life without him. So I didn't do it, but there was still a part of me that wished I had the strength to 
break free of that relationship. There was a part of me that really craved to be emancipated from the prison of that relationship. Even though I didn't have the confidence to do it. I had to remind myself of how unhappy I was. Then the story started to become, well, now I'm starting to help others with this. I'm learning so much about myself. I never knew this about myself. I never really understood what my needs were. Oh my God, I didn't realize that I really had to learn how to love myself more. And then the story with these thoughts started to expand until I started to repetitively rehash a different story or tell a different story, which was, this was horrible, but it needed to end. Look at what I'm building now. And so the story expanded and expanded because we often will keep obsessing over one detail of something they said or you said, or we obsess over, you know, one moment or one evening. And we think, oh, it's that one thing that sabotaged everything. It's when I did that, or when I didn't do that, or when they did that, that sabotaged everything. When really the true story is, or the full story is, when it comes to the end of a relationship, there are often a lot of moving parts that lead to the actual end. The death of a relationship begins weeks, months, and sometimes years before the actual breakup. And it's through the processing of the breakup that we're actually able to see that. But the story that you tell yourself and tell others over and over again becomes the story that defines how you feel in your life. And so if it's been a while and you're stuck telling the same story over and over again, then I challenge you to start telling it just a little bit differently. Like what else could this mean? What else could this breakup mean? What else could it mean in your life? What are different ways you can start to look at this and start slowly expanding the story? And does it really mean that something is wrong with you? Or does it mean that something inside of you needs your attention? Does it mean that a pattern that you've had likely for a long time needs to be broken? Could it mean that you were trying to make a lover into a partner, one of the hardest lessons we will have to learn in life, and for some of us many times, is learning to accept when someone's part in our story is over. It's learning to accept that not all romantic connections are meant to evolve into a relationship. Not all romantic connections are meant to evolve into a life partnership. Some people, they come into our lives to shake things up and to wake us up. Some people come into our lives and they're a gift. 
They help us through a particular time in our lives, something difficult. Again, context matters. What was your state of being? What else was going on in your life when they met you or when you met them? Some people come into our lives to give us an adventure, to to make us rediscover fun again. But that doesn't mean that they were actually meant to occupy several chapters of our lives. And that's really hard because one thing that I see over and over again, I'm certainly guilty of this too, is people trying to make a lover, someone who's just a great affair into an actual relationship instead of seeing that this person was a gift or a lesson of some sort. So the closure that we get from the end of a relationship, we find within by accepting what this person was really meant to be in our lives, who they were meant to be in our lives. And that's what helps us let go. So some things to consider, like I said, number one, what if this is not about you? What if this is just about someone exercising their autonomy and them walking their path, even though you wanted so badly to be a part of their path? What if their path has to be walked without you? And that it's really not about you. Maybe it's they can't love you because they can't help themselves or they have to learn how to help themselves. Maybe they are just not in a place to be in a relationship with you. And you trying to make them into the person that you so desperately want them to be is the thing that you need to resolve inside yourself. Can't change anyone. Number two, maybe you've been trying to make someone who was just meant to be a lover or someone who was just meant to come into your life and out of your life very quickly. Maybe you were trying to make this person have a much larger role in your life than they were ever meant to have. Number three, There are lessons, and I know no one likes to hear that word, but I'm going to say it anyway because it's true. There are many lessons to be learned from this, and a huge part of the healing process from heartbreak is embracing the lessons. It doesn't take all the pain away, but it does take a lot of the suffering away because the suffering is in the why me, the suffering is in the I'm not worthy, the suffering is in the rejection, the suffering is I'm going to be alone forever, the suffering is I have no control over this. But when we can really start to expand the story and give it a different meaning and take in the lessons, it might still hurt, but it takes away that awful suffering. So Next step, it is time to practice telling yourself a different story. If you've been repeating the same specific narrative over and over again to the point where it has become your mantra, it has hypnotized you, it's put you in a trance, it's time to tell a different story about this. 
And it starts with what else could this mean? What else was going on? How can I start to look at this a little bit differently? And then the last one, which is certainly not least, but definitely in many ways the hardest to hear. I started off by saying, it's not about you. And I'm going to end with saying, it's not really about them. If we are so stuck on someone, you think that it's about them. You think it's because you love them so much. You think it's because they're so wonderful. You think it's because there's no one else out there for you. But really, they are just a metaphor for what feels missing in your life. And this is not a judgment. I have been where you are. But if we can't stop obsessing over them, again, I'm reminding everyone, you have to go through a grieving process. This is not about, you know, when this first happens. I hope that's clear by now. But if you can't stop obsessing, oftentimes that means that you're distracting yourself from your own life because your life isn't something that preoccupies your mind enough. And this is why, this is why it all boils down to the relationship we have with ourselves. Always. What is missing in your life? How are you bored? What needs to change? Stop making it about them. Stop making it even about you. Perhaps all of this is bigger than just you or just them or the relationship you had with them. What needs to change in your life? What adventure do you need to have? What decisions do you need to make? What love do you need to start showing yourself? What relationships outside of this one do you need to strengthen? What conversations have you been avoiding that you need to have? It begins with us. Anyway, I hope that this helps and gives you a lot to think about. I really wanted to do a Valentine's episode for those of you who are feeling really stuck on an ex and you can't move on, even though you're ready to move on, but you just don't know how to, and you don't know why you just can't let go. So I would say, take whatever resonates most with you. There's any one particular detail that really resonates with you and just sit with it. Listen to this episode as many times as you need to Share this with people you know who could benefit from this because you'd never know whose life you could be really positively impacting despite clicking send. And if you have any questions or any suggestions or requests, send those over to hello at jillianonlove.com. And remember, if nothing else, practice telling yourself and others a different story start expanding the story and please rate review and subscribe and as always share and i thank you for listening until next time jillian on love is a q code production executive produced by david henning and steve wilson produced by ryan countshouse Edited in music by Will Tendy. Hi. 
just checking in and seeing if you might want to step away from the noise of the world for just a moment and connect back to you. If so, join me on my podcast, Letting It Settle with Michael Gallion, where we'll explore mindfulness, self-love, and personal growth as I share practical insights and tools to hopefully help inspire you to start to take charge of your mental and emotional well-being. Search for Letting It Settle with Michael Gallion on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening now. Are you ready for the ultimate Love Island experience? Join us on After the Island. We're going back to where it all began, Fiji. Love Island USA Season 5 is making a splash on Peacock right now. And guess what? Your favorite recap show is back, too. Welcome to After the Island. Join us as real-life besties and co-hosts, Elizabeth and Alex, as we deep dive into each sizzling episode of Love Island USA. We'll spill the tea, interview contestants, answer fan questions, and give you unprecedented behind-the-scenes access to the wildly popular world of Love Island. Don't miss a single moment of the drama, romance, and unforgettable island vibes. Listen to After the Island on any streaming platform.